Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. We're going to talk about, uh, go a bit deeper into finances, uh, yep. and uh, more so into pensions. Uh, so we have a guest called Kevin Whelan, who I've known for many years, and he and I have done lots of work together. Uh, he's an economist, he's an author, He's the founder of Wealth Builders and one of the UK's leading experts and authorities on SAS, small self-administered sub, uh, pensions. And it really is uh, a game changer uh, in terms of how you can use a pension in property, Kieran, by the way. And obviously you know about this, but we're going to go into uh, a lot more detail. Uh, he's articulate, he's insightful. Uh, he's been on radio, TV, print, uh, written books, uh, and is a small business owner himself and advises small business owners. Uh, and he's very, very passionate about improving financial literacy for children. Uh, Which so is we, fantastic. Absolutely, because if you, see, if you start children early, because I think we talked about this uh, a few episodes ago in terms of ha- teaching children to become financially literate is extremely important in the early years. Good afternoon, Kevin. Hello there, Shaz. What a great introduction. Thank you very much. I didn't realize it accomplished so much in such a short life. I, th- I thought I would be nice to you, and, and, and I bet uh, your good lady or uh, your parents, if they're still alive, probably wouldn't recognize you with that introduction, would they? Uh, they would not recognize me at all. In fact, in fact, it was the tragic death of my father at a very young age that uh, led me to conclude that uh, often it's the business owner who needs to get round to doing things, just don't, because they they feel like they're often Superman or Superwoman wearing their vest outside of their knickers and they, they you know, want to know that everything is going well, but sometimes, you know, they need to put some time into putting things right. And financial literacy is one of those. Taking care of wills and trusts is one of those. But also sometimes missing out on the juice that's in budgets, and we had a fantastic budget, but most people just walked on by it, yes? What was so good about this budget, uh, Kevin? Well, there's, there's always a bit of bad news, and most people pick up from the bad news, you know, the freezing of allowances, the reducing of the capital gains tax allowances, headline corporation tax going up, and even car tax going up, although I feel somewhat smug with my electric car. But anyway... Utility bills going up, but more than inflation and water going the same way. But, you know, there was a couple of really, really big points for me. One is the abolition of the lifetime allowance for pensions. In other words, up until now, the government, for whatever reason, have said, we're going to restrict how much money you can get tax relief on, uh, get tax benefits from, if you hold them inside a pension. Now, pensions are not everybody's favorite subject, but if they're free of income tax, corporation tax, capital gains tax, and inheritance tax, well, you know, you're an accountant, you talk about helping people save tax, you've got to pay attention to that. What's not to now, like when that, What? Well, other than for most people, what's not to like 
is a pension is something you put into a box and do not disturb till 65 or whatever. Oh, pen- pensions but are a dark art. They are a dark art. And I'm definitely a, <laughs> a bit of a magician <laughs> when it comes to that one. And I would say that the great thing about SAS, the small self-administered scheme, bit of a mouthful, uh, know that, that's for sure. But essentially, it's a trust fund created by a business to get their tax back and use the money to help build their wealth. That's basically what it is. But because it's couched in this dark arty language, most people don't get it. But when you can claim back corporation tax and then reinvest that money either in your business or in other assets or property, then essentially getting that tax back is like getting a discount on the value of whatever you are just going to buy with it. And while it's not technically a discount, but if if you 10,000 and you pay seven and a half for it, then you've got 10,000 pounds worth of value for seven and a half grand, haven't you really? So, so I think the good thing is the abolition of the lifetime allowance. And by the way, and, uh, Kevin, for, yeah. I mean, as you said, not everybody keeps up to date with uh, taxes or uh, pensions, and that's why we, uh, you, there's people like you out there uh, who are experts. What was the lifetime allowance, just in case somebody wasn't aware of it? Yeah, so that lifetime allowance, that sort of maximum figure before tax starts to get a bit, you know, um, starts to rear its head, wasn't contributions, but it was value. And that value started off uh, unlimited many, many years ago. Then it went to 1.8 million, then one and a half, then 1.25. Now it's, well, as we speak today, it's 1 million, 1 million and 73,000, if you want to be precise. But from three days' time, it's unlimited. So you can have as much money as you want. And bearing in mind a SAS can be a family plan. Most pensions are a single-person vehicle, like paddling your own canoe. And if you paddle your own canoe for a long time, you get a bit tired, don't you? Absolutely. Whereas a SAS can have up to 11 people in there. Now, football team, well, you're not really going to create a SAS for the football team. What about a small business with two directors or a husband and wife or a husband, wife, and three grown-up children? And you can really get power by pooling money and then using that money to help build your wealth completely tax-free. And when everything is tax-free, no taxes at all, your money grows much more quickly because you're paying less in taxes. And when you know what you're doing, you're paying less in charges than a conventional pension because like running a business, you know, you're not paying an advisor. Normally, if you're dealing with conventional pensions, you're paying an advisor, you're paying a platform, you're paying uh, fund managers. And when you add up the seven layers of charges, often as a percentage, doesn't sound much, 2% maybe is the average. But if the average stock market return is 6%, that's a third of your money just going to pay for somebody else. It's like being in the matrix, someone sticking a siphon in your money. Whereas with the SAS, you run it yourself. I mean, yes, you can learn. And that's what we do is teach that. So if you can run a business, you can run a SaaS, but you can employ someone to do some of that work, often for no more than a thousand or more a year. And that means you're dividing the cost of running your pension and not allowing someone to stick a siphon in it. And you choose to do what you want. So if you love property, as you do, uh, Shaz and I do, you can buy more property, whether that's commercial, whether it's land, whether it's 
Comteresi, service accommodation, supported living, you know, you name the strategy, your pension can help you do that, which means you can get an income now. You don't have to wait till you're 65. You can get it today. Well, it takes about four months to set it up. So you could get it in four months from now if you've got your finger out. So that's why I'm excited about it. That's why so, I think so, it's a great bit of good news. So, Kevin, if your SAS is big enough, does that mean you could essentially utilize it as your own bank, essentially? Yeah, correct. So all there are some restrictions and some rules, but once you understand them, yes, you've got an unlimited tax-free bank account that you can use to help you build your wealth in whichever assets you want, property, business, crypto, stocks and shares, gold, you know, whatever you're interested in, you can do. It's not for me or people like me to say what you should do, but just what you can do. And once they've also allowed 60 grand a year is a contribution you can you can put in and go back and mop up relief from previous years, there's now a great deal of scope for people to get excited about pensions and maybe start putting money in instead of going, you know, pensions aren't for me. Well, maybe they could be. So if you maxed out your pensions in previous years, hypothetically, so previous years it was 40,000, I want to say? 40,000, yeah. Um, as, of, as of April, could you go back and mop up the last three years, the extra 20 grand a year to bring it all up to 60 grand? No, you can't. So the, the carry forward of the unused relief technical term, uh, just going back and saying, hey, I didn't pay in when I could have done, can I mop it up? You can only mop up at the rate that was available in the years available. So going back three years from, well, April coming uh, is going to be 40, a 40, 40, and then 60. So essentially, you've got to pay the maximum of the current year, 60, and then you've got 40, 40, 40. So you could do 180. So the maximum, 180. You can have 180. Exactly. You can do 180. Not that everybody wants to do that and everybody can do that. But for those who get the message that if you put 180, you know, and you take 25p in the pound off that because this year the tax rate's going up, then you're going to get a quarter of that money back. And that's just incredible news. And I mean, not that's really huge, isn't it? Pick that up. Yeah. That's a game changer. So a significant number of our viewers and listeners, uh, you won't be surprised to hear, Kevin, uh, are either property investors, developers, or looking to get into property. Uh, mm -hmm. So if we've got somebody, let's say, with a portfolio of four or five properties that they own in a limited company, can they do this too? Yes, they can. So all you need to do is you have a, one of the, the key factors which allows the SAS to be set up, that tax-free trust fund. It's set up on behalf of a family or business, but by and sponsored by the business itself. So the business seeks permission to then grant a license to set up essentially a corporate pension for the beneficiaries, which would be the directors. So if you want to do that, you can do that with your business, whether it's a trading business or a property business, any kind of business, as long as it's established, then you can apply to HMRC and yes, get some guidance on how to do that and whether it's a good fit for you or not, but you can apply to HMRC and then once you've got that, which about four months later, you've now got that vehicle that you can not just build up a tax refund, but also you can access the money 
to help you do more of what you love to do. I mean, that just sounds absolutely fantastic, doesn't it? But with with all of this, obviously, there's going to be certain hoops to jump through and certain yeah. certain things you can and can't do. Is there any big glaring things that people need to be aware of in terms of what could prevent this, prevent them yeah, from two, a- yeah. accessing Good it? Good question. Good question. Two glaring things. Number one, you need to be willing to learn about this because who's ever been a SAS trustee before? You have to learn to be a trustee and a trustee is just somebody who runs something. So just as you've got a limited company and you're a director, a SAS is just a pension where you are the trustee. So it's the same roles really. So you have to be willing to learn about that. So if you're willing to learn, you've got to put some time into it. You know, maybe a few hours a month, something like that. So that's you know glaring point number one. And number two, you have to follow rules uh, because you know the rules are not going to be explained by me in a short phone call with, with you guys, but there are rules and they're not onerous if you get some help to follow the rules. And one of the ones that I think probably is the most obvious is you can't put your buy-to-let inside your pension and make a tax rate. But doesn't, yeah, you can't do that. But you could put land in there or a commercial property, or a barn, or a pub, or uh, you could lend money back. The SAS allows you to lend up to 50% of the value. So say you put your money together with, say it's a husband and wife team, they've got a, a, a business in property, and they've kind of run out of money, or they don't really want to be borrowing money from the bank because interest rates are going up or it's getting tighter. Let's say they've got 200000 each because they came from corporate life. They've now got £400,000 in their pension. They can lend two hundred grand back to themselves as the limited company and then use that money to buy residential property if they want to. So hold on a minute, Kevin. So what you're saying is I can make contributions into a pension pot every single year and get tax relief. Uh, and when those funds are invested, there's no income tax, corporation tax, uh Capital gains tax. tax. If I own any assets to that, which I sell, inheritance tax. And then if my wife and I have a uh, pot together, we can lend money back to ourselves and use those funds on buying more residential property? That's correct. That is an absolute game changer for a lot of people who contact us, Kieran, isn't it? Because they always say, well, I don't mind putting money into a pension, but it's stuck there. How do I get it out? Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and so this is where you were talking about being your own bank. Now, you won't be surprised to hear, uh, Kevin, that some of our listeners, viewers, followers uh, follow the Jewish faith or the Muslim faith. Uh, mm-hmm. So in, in terms of making investments into certain types of businesses they're not comfortable with, that's why okay. uh, they don't invest with some of the bigger uh, ah, pension okay. companies. So uh-huh. with a SaaS, what you're saying for them is they've got ultimate control and they can decide where they invest those funds so they can uh, do it in, in keeping and in line with their Jewish or Muslim faith. Indeed. And Absolutely that... right. Because there's no requirement to be investing in the convention of the stock market. You can don't have to invest a penny in the stock market or any market come to that. You can use that money for whatever investments that you have got the confidence and knowledge in and it passes the test that says you can invest in this. So a couple of things you can't do. Once I've mentioned already, 
which was you can't put buy-to-let property in there, but equally you can't have uh, what's known as tangible, movable property. Us people involved in these things like to have a bit of language or two. And tangible, movable property is stuff like paintings, watches, jewellery, horses, yachts. You get the picture? Well, actually, you can't get the picture. Yeah. You can't <laughs> do that. Okay, so you can't do that and you can't put resi property in. But you can use the money to acquire residential property through the loan facility. And basically, you can use that money as deposits to buy commercial type property. Um, you know, so many different strategies will, will involve commerciality, as I've mentioned a few minutes ago. So, yeah, it's an exciting prospect, but you do have to learn the rules. That's the thing. And that's why. Like anything in life, you get a little bit of guidance, but that guidance should be worth its weight in gold. And yes, you can buy gold bullion as well, uh, but worth its weight in gold because it's going to show you how you can get access to your money, get the government to give you tax back on your profits. And maybe for the first time, Shaz, here's the law. Maybe some property business owners who are making profits decide to reinvest their profits instead of just reinvesting straight out into other property, maybe they'll make some profit and go, hey, I'm making profit from my apart hotel or my service accommodation. Maybe I'll reinvest that, some of that money, get some tax relief, get the tax back, and then go again and recycle their own money. So just so I'm clear, when somebody sets up a SaaS, can they or can they not buy gold bullion using their... If they can. Because that's not tangible and movable. I mean, okay, it was in the Brinks Matt jewelry and whatever it was in the 1970s that was movable. Three was it three tons of gold was stolen. But generally speaking, uh, bonded gold, gold held in a vault, can be bought in a SAS. And I know certain people have a, a liking for gold. And if you like gold, you can acquire and buy gold and hold gold and get the tax back from it. So if you're paying 25p in the pound, you get your 25p in the pound back. Essentially, you've got a discount on the price of gold. You know me too well now, Kevin. I'm going to have to do something about this. But before I do, I think <laughs> Kieran wants to come in. So if, 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 you, if you lend yourself and your company money from your SaaS, um, does it follow similar rules to if you give like a director's loan to your company when you're setting it up in terms of preferential creditors and security and and how you pay it back? There are rules. They're not linked to director's loans. The director's loans are, are very different uh, because this is a third party, essentially an arm's length loan where the rules are set by the revenue to include the money must be go to the company. There's a, there's a, a minimal interest rate, which is 1% over base. Uh, the loan period is five years, things like that. So there are rules you have to follow, but that's something that can be learned. So it's just, again, like anything, the purpose of having conversations like this is to headline some things that might be interesting news. And then, you know, if you find someone you resonate who knows what they're talking about, you might be able to discover by a bit more research and due diligence, is this SAS idea a good fit for you or not? Well, that's suddenly I need to go on that. Google. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, I mean, time goes so fast. We've, we've uh, been here for the allocated time. 
uh, and we, it just feels like we, uh, at the minute we've just kind of touched the surface and there's so Crushed much the to go. So we're going to have to uh, call you back and do a much longer uh, session where we, we go into detail. Love but I know I know a lot of people uh, who follow us will have questions and they'll be in- intrigued. And one of the concerns they have is talking to accountants or lawyers or financial advisors is as soon as we pick up the phone, they charge us. And I know you and I have worked together for a long time. So if any of our listeners, whether it, it's on the radio or on social media or any of the other platforms, wants to contact you and your team, would mm-hmm. you be willing and happy uh, for your team members to do some kind of a no-cost, no-obligation kind of free consultation just to answer their questions so they can get to know a bit more about SAS and help and support them? Happy to do that. And we always offer a free hour to anybody and uh, send them free information. You can't really Google this one. It's not a good Google one, uh, simply because you have to really get into the nitty-gritty rather than the principle. But, the um, yeah, free. we do a free hour for anyone, and we are more than happy, Shaz, if you want to, to put together some form of a, a webinar or an educational event to, to help people get to know it so they can ask and answer, get the questions answered live. So whatever you want to do, Shaz, I'm more than happy to do that. And thank you for giving me be- at least a platform to to share my enthusiasm about the subject of SAS. Thank you very much, Kevin. At, at the start, I was very modest in introducing you, uh, but what I should have really said was that you are a very generous and kind human being, always willing to help others. I mean, you offered a free one-hour, no cost, no obligation to help and support anybody who has any questions uh, through the radio or the social media platform. So uh, everybody listening, right. take advantage, talk to Kevin's team, they're experts, they know their stuff, and you've heard in the last best part of 20 minutes everything that they can do in terms of supporting you make investments outside property so it helps you to mitigate risk. Uh, so th- thank you very much, Kevin. We'll be in touch, and I think we should talk about uh, having a uh, webinar for our Islam Absolutely. Media listeners. All right, well, thanks again. I'll just mention it's wealthbuilders.co.uk. But once again, thanks so much, um, thank Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Really appreciate your time. Take Bye-bye care. now. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kevin. Bye. Bye. Well, that's an absolute game changer, isn't it, Kieran? Isn't it? It's fantastic. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.